everybody and welcome to the 10th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. Boop, 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 As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie. Yeah, can you believe we've been doing this for 10 straight weeks? That's exciting. Yeah, it's been that's fun. pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a lot this of is fun. neat. Um, yeah, and we had we had uh, talked about on the previous <laughs> episode about doing a uh, a top 10 list in yeah. our 10th and 20th and 30th, but that's not going to happen today. And it makes sense because I was thinking back and I thought, well, our first episode wasn't actually one of those. No, so. it wasn't. So it would have been out of, out of whack right yeah. from the get-go anyway. Yeah. But we did. the reason we're not going to is because we played a, a game that we really wanted to do a review of. So we're going to do that at the end of this episode yes. instead. But we are going to do top 10s here soon. Yep. I don't know when, but this game was important. So we we thought we would stick in the, the uh, review into this episode. But to kick off the episode, we're going to start the same way we always do. What is that, Anna-Marie? With the new to our collection. Yeah, new to the collection. What do we have this week? I think we have a couple to talk about. We do. And this week it's interesting. So this is definitely a new to our collection, but not new Games. Not new at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Either of these two games are, are not new. Yeah. And, but they're brand new to our collection. Yeah. Yes. And so the first one um, I'll mention here is one that we've um, both wanted for a while, but it's one I've played it once and I really enjoyed it. And that game is Deception Murder in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And that is a game by Toby Ho and published by Gray Fox Games. Yeah. Deception Murder in Hong Kong. We both played this once. We That was... I want to say two or three years ago. Yeah. And that yeah. was at, um, we were out at the pub for my birthday and you had secretly invited a bunch of the, the local <laughs> gamers to come out. And yeah, they met us at the pub and that was Aaron and uh, Quentin was there or Brendan. And Scott was and there. Scott and, and Chris Cadu and Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if anyone else was there. Corey, maybe. It was fun. Um, it was, but yeah, a whole bunch great. of the local uh Gamers came out and Aaron brought this one. Yeah. Aaron from Boards Alive brought Deception Murder in Hong Kong. And I'd heard of it, but didn't really know what it was. And we played it and uh, I loved it when we played it. Yeah. And uh, it, we just haven't found it until now, really. And it's one that uh, I definitely need more practice at. <laughs> yeah. It's a, <laughs> so people don't know, it's a social deduction murder whodunit kind of game yeah where one person is the, the murderer or more one or more mm-hmm. okay so one or more are the murderers and there is the forensic uh investigator yep who is a certain role that yes. someone plays and then there everyone else is a detective everybody aside from that's the interesting part about this everybody aside from the forensic scientist or forensic evidence guy Everybody is an investigator. Well, right. Because and so the murderer is one of It's them. one of your one co-investigators <laughs> right. who are investigating the murder, one or more of them that are actually yeah. um, the murderers. And he's trying <laughs> to throw, the murderer is trying to throw off the investigators by like altering clues and like putting the people on the wrong scent, right? And they're heading yeah. in, after red herrings and things like this. And they're, they're just trying to uh, last a certain amount of rounds i believe so if you make it to the end of round x 
without getting caught, you win. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I, I can't even do this with a straight face because every time you say murderer, all I think of is Linda from Bob's Burgers doing her murder mystery of um, like um, right. the murderer was me. Yeah. <laughs> after, just, yeah. After she said that it's clearly explicitly wasn't. wasn't her. It was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> um no, but the game it was very fun. I remember it vividly. I remember really enjoying that game oh, that yeah. with all I think there were four, five, or six of us played it. Yeah, it was a whole and it crew. Was really, it was nice. Yeah, the it's social good. deduction. I'm a huge social deduction fan. I think we all played it. It's plays four to twelve. Oh, then it must have been all of us. Yeah, yeah. So, we all played it together. Oh, that's I remember such a crazy number. That's awesome. The pub we were at, we had a really. It was kind of like um, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was, yeah, it was like a tavern. It right? was like a tavern, and it, yeah. it kind of had a Norse theme to it. Yeah. So big, they had big long, long tables. Yeah. So we had like half on one side You're of right. the table, had, half yeah. on the other. Yeah, I think we had, and there must have been six or eight of us anyway. That's quite a few, but it was good. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, and it was it was good. We really enjoyed it, and I haven't played it since. Yeah, and uh, Kurt was uh, purging his collection and this was one of the ones on the chopping block that yeah. so we got it off of him. It was perfect because I was actually, I, I saw this and I was walking by it um, when I was with our youngest looking at some games and I was like, oh. Oh yeah, at the game that. shop. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't and I'm glad I didn't. No, yeah. <laughs> because no. we ended up Super happy it, so. to add it to our collection. Yeah. I can't wait to play it um, hopefully soon because it's it's been, I've been thinking about this game a lot yeah. since we played that, but so that's enough about Deception Murder in Hong Kong. The second one we just got is what? That second one is The Castles of Burgundy. <laughs> yes. And that is designed by Stefan Feld and published by Ravensburger. So, Ravensburger, Ravensburger. Yeah. <laughs> the Castles of Burgundy. Um, Did I say it wrong? No, 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 no. It's just funny. You're laughing at how I said it. No, no. I'm laughing at the fact that this is new to our collection. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not a new game. (laughs) No, it's certainly not new. I think it's a 2011 game, I think. But it, and it's also at the top of so many people's lists as like in their top 10 games of all time kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And we just haven't been, well, we started off kind of really into, um, euros and and these type of games but then we kind of moved directions and we were really into like the big grand epic games right that's what kind of the way we leaned into our collection was more away from the euro bland style you know everyone says they're bland i don't find them bland no but you know what i mean when i'm saying bland this is talking about the countryside and there's there's guys with fancy hats right and i love fancy hats (laughs) but like (laughs) you know what i mean it's it's not giant exciting epic games and this this one just fell through the cracks for us. I've always wanted to get it. I played it two or three times. I, I think. have never played this. Right. So that's yeah. the thing is I I played it with a Kurt. Uh, I don't know. Either way, I think I played it. Two I mean, or three it's times. his it's his old game again. And this, so yeah, this is one of the ones <laughs> you that probably he was on his played it with him. That's right. So, <laughs> but it's one that I've worn forever, and we've talked in through a few of our recent episodes and. Um, Kickstarter excess and value videos. We've been talking about Feld a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually, recently he's come up quite a bit. Um, and yeah, this must surprise people because we are closing in on 400 games in our collection, and this is only our second Feld game. Yeah, in I'm our excited. excited so to play it. the other one is um, Bonfire. Bonfire, yes. And now we have uh, which what I've been from my own taste of all the ones I've played, I like Burgundy the best. Oh, cool. So I'm happy to have that. And yeah, it's just, it surprises me that we have taken this long to get 
a, a game of this <laughs> this uh, caliber and like uh, prestige into yeah. our into our collection. But we have it now. Sometimes it takes that long, right? I know, you have one that weird. you're just waiting for, and then the just the timing is right, and you're just going to get the most enjoyment yeah. out of it. It's just like one of those games. If people were to put together a list of essential games, like you got to own ten yeah. games, right, for yeah. a, an essential collection. A lot of people are going to have this on that list. Yeah, as like and their Euro game. Yeah, it, well, yeah, their tile placement kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Or just as a great game in general. It doesn't have game, to be yeah, their Euro so game. It's, just, it's funny that we've just taken this long, but here it is anyway. So, um, and it's my favorite of the Felds that I've played, so I'm happy to have it. And yeah, that was the Castles of Burgundy. We're going to try and get both of these played. Also, I would like to in the next. In, you know, a little while. Oh, I'd yeah. like to before the end of the year. I'd especially really like to play Murder in Hong Kong if we can get a, a small gathering together and play some, yeah. like a social deduction. That's a great one because, you know, whoever we have over can yeah. play, right? So, um, yeah, we'd like it's, to play both. It's these funny, two. when we were looking at the Castles of Burgundy, it's um, you were kind of reading through it and I was almost counting, how many times can he say Princedom? Because <laughs> yeah, it the sounds prince, funny. The Princedom instead of princedom. the Kingdom. The yeah, prince, it sounds princedom. so weird. Yeah. It, it doesn't roll off the tongue as no, nicely Prin- as Kingdom Princeton. does. Yeah, but it, it doesn't sound great. But especially since there's like a city, Princeton, and I feel like you're wanting to say Princeton instead of Princeton, but you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Princeton, Princeton. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Looking forward to both of these. Glad to have them. Yeah. But we're going to head on over to our crowdfunding segment, where we have another Kickstarter to talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll see you over there. then here we are at our kickstarter crowdfunding segment of the episode and we're going to talk about one game in particular for uh this episode and that game is beast from studio middall designed by aaron middall elon middall and sr Pedersen, and the art from aaron middall so beast is i'm gonna i'm gonna read their little thing that they have on uh on the Kickstarter page because it just they put a lot of work into it again and I like to I like to showcase that. So it says, "Welcome to the Northern Expanse, a place where nature is still unexplored, mystical and dangerous. When the humans first arrived, they thought they found an unspoiled paradise filled with bountiful forest, lakes swimming with fish and cold fresh water flowing from the mountains. But as their settlements expanded and the surrounding forests grew thinner, nature itself pushed back." Great creatures known as the beasts emerged, and with their fangs, claws, and mystical powers, they proved an incredible threat to the humans. In order to protect the settlements, humans enlisted specialized hunters, tasked with tracking and killing the beasts before too many of their kin perish. So, this game, that sounds pretty cool. Just reading that, I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. But, so this game is a one versus many generally these aren't hugely high on our lists because we kind of like to be co-op or or just everyone for themselves or you know we don't have uh, not a lot of the one v many's have really grabbed me no Um, no i agree it's just well because you know centering you know centering somebody on their own just seems weird to me when you're gathered around for a social 
game. I mean, there's time and place for it, but it's just generally yes. speaking doesn't usually uh, hit the table for us, or we don't we generally don't even buy the games. Yeah, we have a few of them, but but nothing too crazy. Um, but this one, uh, this one's different. Yeah, this one also incorporates hidden movement. So, and that that for me is very very intriguing. Yeah, because I definitely. love hidden movement stuff. This game, one of the uh, characters or one of the people at the table is going to be the beast. And they're going to pick from, uh, there's a bunch of them. I think there's six yeah. different beasts. I think there are about from. six. And, and they all have different abilities and Who knows, maybe as and... the Kickstarter goes on, there will be maybe yeah, a maybe, few more There might beasts. be a few more yeah. unlocked. But yeah, someone's going to be the beast and whoever else is playing is going to be the hunters. And they're going to be tasked with hunting down and killing the beast and the beast is trying to. Uh, how does the beast win? I don't remember how that beast wins. Eating a certain amount of livestock, I think. Yeah, because they're, or... they're they're roaming around the countryside, eating livestock and killing and eating people too, yeah. like the uh, the farmers and yeah. things out there. So they, yeah, the beast is trying to do its own thing, and the and the uh, the hunters are trying to slay him slay before him. it's yeah. too late. But the beast gets to move hidden. Yeah. So it's only leaving clues and tracks. But the hunters have to find those clues and tracks. And once you find the tracks, then you get to highlight them yeah, so that and they're you get to visible start, on like, the board. Oh, he went and... this way. We can see he, his his tracks are leading northwest over this way. It's, yeah. And, but you you have to put in the work to go find those tracks. Yeah. There's not just tracks sitting there. You have to uncover these It's almost like the Marauder. I think of the Marauder's map in Harry Potter with like yeah, the little footsteps kind of going all over the place. Yeah. So it's it's oh, it just looks really, really cool. Um, the, I love the whole premise of it i love the idea well this is what you really yeah. loved was the whole nature well for me that's thing. the whole with the one versus many i felt like that would be a game for me where i wouldn't mind being the one like yeah it where it doesn't feel like okay this is gonna sound really funny so just bear with me here <laughs> Typically, when you're playing a 1v many, you've got a whole bunch of people attacking you yep. just for attacking you. And that is not unlike this game. You're going to have a bunch of hunters like just actually trying to attack you and hunt you. But the purpose for um, you attacking them or trying to, um, you know, defeat them is more just it's because you're trying to take back your home. And I think yeah. that that's really cool. I think that was a neat, a neat way to go about it is like I was here first get out right? of here yeah like just it just kind of it, it was really neat in the graphics that they showed the artwork on there they they showed oh, yes. um before and after so that the, like when they first got there and it was this beautiful lush place and then they showed a bunch of all the trees cut down and like it just and and not that it's bad i mean that's what we as people do we need to live in places and things like that but just the way that um the way that they explored and were just crazy exploring. Now these mm. beasts are saying this is where like we're not attacking you to be malicious. This is if you're coming into our yeah, our place, simply... we're gonna hunt you or attack you or yeah. eat your sheep or whatever. Because I live here and I need to eat. Yeah, and we were right. It, it did say that for the beast to win was that they had to eat X amount of the settlers and nobles and like these yeah. these people on the countryside. Yeah, I guess to like drop morale down and then tell <laughs> the so people the people are like, are like okay that's here, enough we're right? gonna leave yeah and then the hunters do win if they kill the beast or x amount of rounds goes by or something yeah. like that but yeah these these beasts they, there's all sorts of them and 
One of them is called Hogbad, <laughs> and he's this giant flaming warhog. Wart warhog. I called him a warhog. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Yeah, and he's 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 called Hogbad, the war chief of the Great Stampede. And it looks like he has other warthogs that um, are at his disposal to run around and yeah. cause destruction. And oh, they're called warhogs. That's why I called them. Yeah, the he's war. got yeah he's got warhogs. These these other warhogs at his uh, <laughs> at his disposal. So that's one of the characters. Then there's there's like this guy called uh, Bolgan. He's like, a, like a giant big frog. Yeah, he's like a toad. frog toad. But he looks he's got all these glowing orbs stuck to his back and glowing red eyes, and he probably does all sorts of crazy things. Um, and there's uh, there's another another four I think yeah. in the base. There's box. one cool that's that lives in like the in the lake. And yeah, there's a big wolf. There's there's a like a hydra snake type type thing yeah. there's like a big bat like a creepy looking bat she's the um, um i think keeper of the night or something like yeah. that she uh and the there's endless, also that character the endless night the sixth beast oh yeah this one so there's a beast Ismeria. yeah that she was a human that ate the heart of a beast yeah she slayed she, a beast and ate its heart and then she became then a she beast, turned but into she, a, yeah. not a real beast she's like tw- morphed into something else entirely like a, and has like her own um She's got her own agenda yeah. throughout this whole so thing. So she has a very particular yeah. job. So if, you, if you're that I'm or assuming wind she'll condition. be, it'll be different than all the others. Yeah, and she looks kind of like a antelope crossed with a lion, crossed with a person. It, it looks just like, yeah. It's so yeah. crazy. Um, the artwork is insanely yeah, it's good. very nice. Um, I, the board is gorgeous. All the cards they in have artwork. A, they have a double, a, a two-sided board as well. So yep. if you're like playing a, a two to three player game, you use one side, which That's has... right. It just it blacks like, out. Yeah. And yeah. it blacks out stuff that you don't need. Mm-hmm. And then when you're playing the higher player count, you flip it over. So that was really nice, clever, yeah. neat to, to utilize Because that. in a lot of games, they'll just say, just ignore sections, this and that. But in this one, they just flip it over and they're not... You don't even have to... You don't have to think about it. Think about it, right? Like, Man, oh, boards, I can't go in there. Boards are something that are totally underutilized, you oh, know? yeah, and usually, yeah, and, and underthought, like... And sometimes when you see a double-sided board, you're like, oh, that's so cool. Even if it's just a different background, like maybe you've got, depending on the theme of your game, mm-hmm. but maybe you've got, like, a summer board on one side and a winter board on the other. Maybe it doesn't, like, the gameplay, even if the gameplay isn't different, just the fact that they put something on the other side where you can be like, oh... Yeah. I feel like having a different background. You know, it's just neat. Why not? You've already got the board. <laughs> you're already no, totally. putting it in. And you know. in the game, your your uh, your beasts and your hunters are represented by little cardboard standees. Um, however, um, those there's an upgrade for those that can be the acrylic, yep. beautiful standees um, that you may or may not want, depending, because they lack a little bit of the artwork compared to the... Uh, the actual the cardboard actual standees. standee, but they are extraordinarily nice. And then there's been an unlocked stretch goal of all the because in the game there's like sheep and pigs and bunch uh, of custom meeples, all these different things. And yeah, there's farmers and yep. whatever. And they've uh, a stretch goal was the custom painted yeah. meeples. So they have got all this cool little artwork on the wooden the wooden meeples. They look really, they look really good. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's a cool stretch goal. Yeah, yeah, they look really sharp. They're very stylized and kind of, I don't know, uh, mystical paint job. Yeah, almost like tribal, almost tribal. Yeah, like very, very tribal looking swirls and dots, but and not overdone. Just no, very yeah, simple, but very but simple, very, very nice looking. And then there's you know a bunch of other things that are in the game, but 
the the stretch goals. So here's another good part about this. So um, this or stretch goals. The, uh, <laughs> I the, was wondering the, the where pledges, you're going. The pledges themselves. Um, there's only really two, which is always nice. Which is just great. Yeah. Um, or I think there's no, oh, there's three. So the core pledge is only like sixty five bucks Canadian for this yeah. game, which is just insane. And it comes with the core game, all unlocked stretch goals, including those painted meeples, and um, a fine art print. So some sort of nice artwork picture yes. that you're going to get yeah. along with the game. And that's for like 65 bucks Canadian. Yeah. Like that's pretty excellent. Then there's the all-in pledge, which is going to be about 95 closer to $100 uh, Canadian. And it's got all the unlocked stretch goals. Um, the core box, uh, exclusive fine art print, like I mentioned before, but then it's got this really cool art, art book. book. Yeah. And the, I mean, if there's a game you want to get an art book for, this is probably one of them. Yeah. Um, the art is very art nice. Because the art is ridiculously good. And then there's a bunch of metal coins and they're really cool too, because they're very unique. Yeah. Those coins are neat. Yeah. They have like mo- sort of monster faces like, on one side yeah. and then a denomination on the other. And they just look really nice. Everything about this game looks really, really nice. Um, and so, needless to say, we're going to back it. Yeah. Um, but uh, we did a chat with uh, Jason and, and Jason from Dyson Dragons and Ryan from Cardboard Conjecture on Jason's uh, YouTube channel value. on the Excessor, yeah. Kickstarter Excessor Value show, and we did uh, we did a recording of this uh, Kickstarter. Yeah. I don't know when that's going to be published. But you can go on there and and see us talk about that at length. I think we talked for a good hmm, 45 minutes. Something like that. Something like that about this game. And we had a lot of good things to say about it. Yeah. So if you are interested at all in um, hidden movement games, kind of like Hunt for the Ring, if anyone yeah. out there has played that, um, that style of game, and or you just really like one versus many's, yeah. this game is going to be exceptionally good. Yeah. I think it's neat um, putting those two together. Yeah, and this yeah. I like this studio because it's like a, it's a family uh, studio. I want to say this is their first game. Is I that correct? No, I have no idea. I think it might be. If it's not, it's like their second game, and it's certainly their their first game of this um, magnitude. And it, this game funded in sixteen minutes. Yeah, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, and there's a nice video if you go on the page. There's a nice video that literally explains the game front to back. Oh, yeah. It shows Great narration. Oh, it's awesome. It shows yeah. you everything you need to know about this game. Right on their Kickstarter page, one video made by them. So no content creators putting their influence on anything. Yeah. This is just their video showing you exactly what they want to show you about this game. And yeah. it's, it's phenomenally well good. And, yeah, it's we're really, really excited for this one. It's been funded almost instantly. Looks like there's 5,300 backers right yeah. now, which is pretty great. Nine days to go Nine at this point. Left. This is the October 18th, so. Yes, October 18th is when we're recording. So, yeah, we still have nine nine days of, of this recording. So you should have, you know, about a week or so yeah. left um, to go check it out anyways. Oh, you should. If you Take if a this peek interests at it. you at all, go to their page, watch their video. Uh, it'll probably... Uh, It'll probably convince you to at least consider this game because <laughs> it's oh, it's so good. Yep. Um, but I think that's about it for our crowdfunding segment. Yeah, we're gonna move on to the main 
segment of the episode, which is not the top ten list. No, not this. It week. is going to be a Maple Dungeon <laughs> review. 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 <laughs> review. Review. We're gonna see over there uh, right after this. Alrighty then, here we are at our main topic of the episode, and we are going to be doing a Meeple Dungeon review, and of, what are we reviewing? <laughs> of Unfathomable, a game of hidden loyalties and suspicion. This is uh, designed by Tony Fanchi, based upon the design by uh, Corey Kanitska. Yes. Which I believe was uh, Battlestar Battle Galactica. Galactica. Yes. And this is published by Fantasy Flight Games. Yes, so unfathomable. unfathomable. Um, the brand new game from Fantasy Flight Games. Um, this game, uh, as soon as I heard it was being made, pretty, I was like, oh my pretty goodness. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, we, you know, I'd heard of, we, we've never got to play Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. No, but and, I've heard how great it is. Yeah, I didn't hear, you know, this is the thing with Battlestar. Yeah. We, I'd seen it around. I even had my chance to buy it at a pretty good price, but I had no interest in it. You'd never watched the show. The show. I never watched the show. I thought that the box art really turned me off because it was just like a whole bunch of their heads Faces, yeah. right on the front. And I just was like, oh. Like in a picture too, it wasn't even painted or anything. No, it, it just looked, looked like just weird. A it just, it was like, oh, photo. Battlestar Galactica game. Like how good could this be? It just, it, I just if had you're no Dwight, interest. it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I had no interest. <laughs> In it, and it's now. Now I learned the sad truth that the game is incredibly good. But back then, I would see it, and I had never heard anyone talk about it. I didn't know anything about yeah. it. It was an IP that I knew nothing about. Yeah, I mean, we still never played that one. No, but no. I wish I had. Yeah, because I love those style of games. It's a social deduction ish. Yes, game where there's there's elements of social deduction. Well, a lot of social deduction mm-hmm. going on in a in an adventure game. And this one, um, instead of being in Battlestar Galactica and on a spaceship space, in space yeah. and there's aliens invading and things, this one you are on the what is SS the ship Atlantica. Yeah, the SS Atlantica, a big steamship. Um, Around like nineteen thirteen or yeah, nineteen eighteen thirteen, like t- I think. Titanic uh, yeah. time frame, and you're on a big ship, kind of like that. And you're out at sea and you're on a crew of these kind of a whole bunch of weird characters. Yeah. Uh, I think there's <laughs> yeah, like it's a well, it's a, it's a good mix. Really a wide good array mix. of characters. Huge array of characters. And you're on the ship and you're getting attacked by these sea creatures. Um, kind of in the Cthulhu-esque um, mythos. Yeah. Because it is... From uh, the Arkham, Arkham is, Horror fight. Yeah, this, is, this game is in the universe yeah. of arkham horror so yeah you have these sea creatures coming up to attack your boat and you are trying to stop them from getting on your boat and you're just trying to keep your boat on course and potentially get back to yeah, the mainland <laughs> so you're potentially trying to get them off your boat so yeah let's just quickly talk uh, a quick theme here is that yeah you're just there's all these sea creatures coming out of the water trying to get on your boat trying to sink your boat yeah um damage it damage it yeah. Take your passengers. Uh, yeah, eat people, eat you, uh, hurt you, yeah. and um, all the while you're trying to stop this from happening. And your ship is on a voyage 
uh, to Boston. back to Boston. Um, but all the characters on board may not be what they seem. Right. So that's that's the general the general theme. So how does this game play? To begin the game, everyone chooses a character. Mm-hmm. When we did it, we played this with five. This plays up to six, but we played it with five. And we started with their recommended five characters. Right, yeah. We just did what they said in the yeah, book. Yeah, so we didn't and, choose and any characters. There's, I think there's almost a dozen characters. Or ten, anyway. Ten, I think. I think there's ten, yeah. And uh, so we took the starting five that they suggested was a good mix to play this game. Everyone gets their character. You get an item that goes with a character. You get a special card that goes with that character that gives them an ability. You get a, have a little standee. You get your standee, your and they yeah. start in a special spot on the boat, depending on what who they are and what they do. And you are also going to get dealt a card that is going to say whether or not you are human or or a hybrid hybrid traitor. Yes. So what you do for a five player game is there's 10 cards that you're going to be using out of the stack of cards to determine who's traitors and who is not. There's going to be eight human cards in those. 10 and two traitor cards. So on your first deal out to those first five players, nobody knows yep. who's what because anybody could be anything. Yep, you could have all humans. Could be all human because, again, you could have five five humans out of those first 10 cards or both of the hybrid cards could be dealt out in the first round, which is unlikely but possible. Or it's more likely that there's probably one out of the five of you that is a hybrid to begin with and they're trying to sabotage you the whole way through the game. Yeah. They're secretly working with the creatures. Yes. They're called the deep ones. Yeah. There's the, they're just like, if you picture, um, uh, what am I thinking of? I was going to say the creature of the Black Lagoon. Is that, yeah. Yeah. Similar to the creature of the Black Lagoon. Um, kind of fish scaled, like humanoids kind of crawling out of the depths and crawling up the side of your boat. That's what you're up against. As well as two enormous mamas and papas of these uh, yes these uh, creatures but um yeah so the if you're dealt a traitor card you are actively trying to sewer the boat <laughs> yes and stop it from getting to boston at, at pretty much any cost yeah that's your whole goal is to either yeah to stop the boat from getting to boston yeah. by uh, via a whole number of different possibilities but the people who have been uh, shown that they're human are just their their only goal is to get the boat to Boston. That's what they have to do yeah. to win the game. Um, you on your turn, everyone's going to get two actions. Yep. There's a whole array of different actions. There's moving around. There's using your abilities. Attacking. There's attacking the creatures. There's saving. There's there's people like um, saving passengers. Passengers that are on the out on the deck, and you can save them. Because if they get eaten, it's worse for you. And also, um, uh, aside from being deemed um, a traitor or a human, there's two roles that people are going to be assigned, depending on who they are. If you have the captain of the ship as one of the characters, you're going to get the captain card. And on that card, you're going to get a special ability, including um, choosing from a set of cards called the waypoint cards, which are vital to the success of this voyage, kind of keeping the ship pointed the right direction. 
Um, so, but if the ship or the captain is not involved in the game, there's a whole hierarchy list. Yeah, and, and the you next kind of go down the list and you give it to the second in command of the ship, and they get that card. The other and, title is yeah. the, the keeper of the tome. Yes, which goes kind of in a, in a almost the reverse yeah. of of the, uh, Captain the captain's C. list. Um, so, and that keeper of the tome is the tome is this magic book. He has spell cards that they can yeah, flip over and, they can and use, use. Yeah, use these spells to do things. So whoever owns that book can, on their turn, use spells from that book to, to do certain things to help <laughs> keep these monsters at bay. Yeah. But yeah, on your turn, you're going to do a couple actions, two things. Likely move around and probably attack some of these sea creatures. At the beginning um, at the beginning of your turn, you pick up some cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you pick you up have, a bunch of cards. I don't know what they're called. Action cards. But they're not all actions, but they're basically like helper cards. They're your, uh, they're your uh, what do they call them? Like your your specialty cards, I think. Yeah. Or, and like what you're good at. You traits. start the, your traits. Yeah, yeah, trade cards. You start with a few in your hand, and then every at the beginning of your turn, every round you you pick up on your card, you have a list. Like you get two of these, or three of these, or one of those, and yeah. you you pick them there's, up according to your your player card. There's will and strength and observation and um, lore, lore and something else. But they all kind of just these. They're kind of yeah. specialized decks of cards yeah. that you can draw cards and from. They all and have use. different values, one to five on them. Yeah, they have different values, and they also do something different. Comes some, into play later. Some of them have actions. Some of them <laughs> do other things. But yes, yeah, so those are, are those are vital play. for this game. Yes. So, yeah, you're gonna have your little deck of cards. On so you. that's that's not an action. You pick those up every turn. Yeah, the beginning of your turn, you draw up to your you draw five. Whatever uh, depending it says on, on your what card. your your home card yeah. tells you to draw. And you are going to do a couple actions, and then after you've done your couple actions, including running around or shooting these creatures or whatever, you're going to draw from the mythos, mythos deck. And yeah. this thing is a harsh, harsh deck. Um, you're going to draw one card, simply one card, and it's going to do a whole array of things for you. Uh, bad things <laughs> for you. Bad things. Um, so, like, a card will say... Uh, it'll have some sort of thematic event listed on the card about, say, uh, uh, the creatures have, you know, started to scare the passengers and uh, the passengers are starting to really go crazy or whatever. And then uh, in order to um, stop the passengers from going crazy, you can do a skill check. Oh, skill cards. That's what they're called. Skill cards. Yes. You can Nailed do it. a skill check. That's what they are. <laughs> and well done. The card will list what you need to do to accomplish this check to stop them from going crazy. And if you can pass it, great. And if you fail, you're going to get something, something bad. bad. So in order to pass that skill check, the cards you had in your hand, those they have those numbers on them. Um, and they have the different logos for the different type of card. So the, any specific one of these Mythos cards is going to ask you to do a, a check on usually two different skills. Yes. So a card might have Will and Strength. And a number 13. And so collectively, everybody needs to throw in cards to beat that number of 13. Yes. But the problem is... There's a chaos deck. There's a chaos deck that's going to start off your pile of cards. And it's going to be two cards at random. So you're going to, at the beginning of the game, for to create the chaos deck, you're going to take two cards from each of those skill decks. You're going to mix them up and you're going to create a, a chaos deck. Yeah. And every time a Mythos card is pulled that you have to do a skill check for, you're going to take two cards from that chaos deck, and that starts your pile. So two random cards. You don't even know what Face they are. Face down. You don't get to see. Everything is yeah. blind. 
because so the 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 thing here is that you if you put in say this is a skill test of strength and will so i can put in maybe i've got strength cards and you've got will cards and he's got maybe a strength card there and he's got a couple will cards there but if you put in anything other than strength or will like it's let's say count. i put in a lore yeah you say you put in a five lore card and it's all secret mind you so everything's placed face and down and face, shuffled yeah you are going to count negative five to our final total if you put in that five yeah. will or um, whatever card. Lore, yeah. Lore card. Um, yeah, it just goes the other way. So anyone that was at the table that is secretly a traitor okay. yep. is going to try and sewer us on these checks. And they're going to throw in a little card like that. But you don't know who put it in because everyone can just say, no, I put in, I put in a will. I put in a yep. strength. And no one knows who did it. Especially because you have up, those two chaos cards that you don't know what they right? are, right? Because so. sometimes those cards alone will provoke um, everyone being suspicious of each other because yeah. maybe everyone was on the level. Everyone put in a will or a strength, but then those two chaos cards threw in something that really yeah. uh, sent us the other way. But then we start saying, no, I, I think Anna Marie threw that in. Because you don't just put, you don't have to just put in one card. Nope. Like, I could put in maybe two level ones of strength, but a five lore. Yeah. And so then I'm technically helping, but I'm also hindering, right? So yeah. you can kind of mix up how you how yeah, you put them in. There's so many different avenues of weird things that can go mm-hmm. on with these cards. So when you do one of these checks, providing you pass it, and you've, you've accumulated, say for this one, 13 or more of those two combined, great, you pass it. Usually you... Um, nothing happens and that's always a good thing Hmm. or you might gain one of four very specific um tracks um that you have you have these dials up in the top right corner of the board there's four of them there's one that represents fuel food sanity and souls kind of like you know people alive on your ship yeah and you these these four uh, dials are crucial because if any one of these four dials ever gets to zero, you lose. Game over, and the uh, ship the, sinks. The the deep ones win. Yes, and the traders will win as well. But generally, these cards are going to be manipulating those four dials. So if you failed this test, it might say you lose three sanity, and that would be really bad. Yeah. Right, <laughs> because like I said, thematically they're saying that the people are running around crazy, and you're trying to calm them down, and if you can't calm them down. Well, three people go crazy, go crazy, and you tick down your dial people three go spots. Crazy. And those, I mean, <laughs> if those go down fast, yeah. you could lose this game in a in a hurry. So you're trying to manage those, right? If you see that this card that came up was like had to do with sanity, and you only have three left, you're like, oh my goodness, we have to throw as much into this yeah this skill check as possible because we cannot fail this. If we do, yeah. we're going to be close to losing this game. Yeah. So you have to manage those dials, and that's these cards are generally speaking much about those dials. Some cards will add creatures to the board and stuff, but they're usually manipulating those yeah. four dials. But then at the after you um, complete the skill test or whatever the text is at the bottom of the card, there are also two other actions. Two other things. So you um, you're always going to be activate. Typically, you'll be activating one of the creatures, whether it's the deep, um, yeah. the, the deep, deep ones, ones which Mama are the, Hydra. The yeah, the, mama, the big one, or Papa Dagon. Yeah, so it's the big mom and the big pop versions of these ones, and the standees are pretty cool. They're yeah. like, well, about ten times the size of the little guys. 
And um, yeah, so like she said, whatever picture you're showing at the bottom of the card for the for the deep ones, you're going to activate them and they're going to move out of this section called the deep, which is kind of like the deep ocean. So they're, you, yeah. they're just kind of simulating coming up out of the deep ocean. So you're going to either add guys to the deep ocean, you're going to move people out of the deep ocean up to the water right beside the boat, or you're going to move people from the water Beside onto. the boat, up onto the deck of the boat. Or? Or you're going to move creatures that are on the deck of the boat into the hull. Like the inner, into the inner, inside of the ship. the ship. And that's bad. really bad when that happens. Bad news bears. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then there's another thing you're going to trigger on that, um, on each card. And that is these two different tracks. There's one that has uh, the magic, call it the magic track. The ritual. The, the ritual, ritual track. track. And then one is the, like, the ship track, like, the movement of the ship. Yeah. So for every time one of those symbols come up, you're going to move this little uh, standee along this track. So if it was the ship, you're going to move it one down the ship track. And if it was the uh, ritual, ritual, you're going to move that one down the myth, uh, the ritual track. When the ship track gets down to the fourth position on the board, you are going to trigger an event of... Uh, the what captain. The captain to... is going to look at uh, the. Are they like location cards or what are they called? Uh, I said it earlier. Um, I forget what they're That's called. That's right there, actually. Right the where? deck. Number the waypoints. The waypoint yeah. deck. So, uh, the captain will draw two of these waypoint cards, and he's going to have to make a decision off these waypoint cards, and they're going to have a number at the top of the card. It's either two, three, or four. And that's going to tell you the distance that you've traveled in the boat. Yeah, because this th- this time you need to get in order to win. You need to get you need to travel twelve and like in total twelve waypoints yes. points to even have a <laughs> shot at winning. Yes. Um, so generally, when you draw these cards, you're going to want to throw down the higher number. Yeah. As the as your waypoint, this is the we've gone four uh, four of units 12. of distance. Yeah. R- as opposed to two or three. But if you pick a four, it's usually has there's a text underneath it that does something bad. Yeah, it's usually so worse. They all it's all I think all of them have things you don't want to do, but the higher the number, the, the worse the worse the it thing is. is. Yeah. Like you're losing fuel or losing food yeah. or right. things like that. Which which tick down your tracks. Yes. So yeah, every time you get to the one of these waypoints, exactly that. You're you're moving along, but something bad is also happening. So you have to you have to make tough decisions on what you yeah. do with those waypoint cards as the captain. So that's what happens with the ship track, but then there's that ritual, ritual track. track. So thematically there was, can you, you yeah, explain I can this? Explain, yeah. You explained this to everyone last night. So go ahead. So there was one, there's one character in the game and just so happens he's right here. William Boleg. Um, he came as a, with a companion on the ship and he was kind of like showing the companion around and stuff. This companion was murdered before the game started. Yes. So there is a dead person on, on the, on the ship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this person, this companion had this tome, which is the keeper of the tome. That's, um, this basically the spell book. So there, they, this person had the idea that there's something not right on this ship and this book of this tome is basically has a bunch of little spells where or where you're going to try to cast a spell to help the ship um, fight off the deep ones and whatever's yeah. going on. And so as you move along that uh, ritual track on the fourth spot where you get to you cast a spell and it basically 
it um, any uh, any deep ones that are on the deck, they get blown. They get killed. They get killed. They yeah. get blown off out of the deep. They're off the they board. They end up back in the supply. Um, any any deep ones that are in the water, they also like yep. everybody gets moved back. The only ones that would stay would be ones that are in the inner chamber of yep. the like inside the ship. And this um, also includes passengers, passengers or players and players. So that if are on a, the deck. if a passenger was on uh, on the deck when that happened. Um, the passenger is toast. Yep. So you basically, you take the card, you flip, you have a passenger token, you flip it over and there's going to be, um, one of the four tracks. There's going to be a symbol of, of the track and you have to Go mark down it down, whatever it says. Yeah. Um, if a player is on the deck and gets, uh, blasted with this. Uh, spell they have to go to the sick bay because yep. they get injured and yep. then there are specific ways to get out of the sick bay you only get to draw one card while yep. you're in the sick bay and then you can move out kind of like normal but yep and yeah exactly so when that fires up it's just a whole bunch of bad things going on for anybody outside the ship that uh isn't on the the inner yes. uh portion of the ship but it can really clear off your but, yeah, ship if you're, if you're overrun enough. by mm-hmm. deep ones on the deck and right around. Yeah. Which so can it, be a I nice mean, reset. It, it definitely comes in handy. It can be worth going into the sick bay or yep. maybe sacrificing a passenger or two if it, it means could be, depending. it means you're gonna clear them off. Yeah. And um so back to the uh, the wayfinding. Um once you've uh got to the point of the game where you have six or more way finding points laid out yes. of the 12 that you're trying to achieve you lay out the remaining cards from the trader deck so the identities yeah handing another card to everyone else so you you could end up with a like if you were a human to begin with you could end up with another human card human card or you could end up with the other trader card that was still maybe in the deck or whatever so everyone's gonna and now have two cards in their hand you'll either have two human a trader and a human, or potentially two trader yeah. cards, which is pretty wild. Yes. Um, so now all the cards have been dispersed. Yes. And they, there's at least one trader out there because um, it's possible that one person has both trader cards, yes. which would be very unlikely, but it's possible. That person has the ability at any point during any round on any turn of mm-hmm. the game to reveal themselves as a trader. And once you do that, everyone knows you're a trader and we can end up attacking them. They can end up attacking us, but then they get a whole bunch of new uh, kind of actions that they can do. They can start pulling from the trader deck yeah. um, as their skill cards. But one thing that they can do is during that round. So say they revealed themselves as a trader prior to the, that six uh, waypoint. Yeah, waypoint. When they get that second card given to them, they can then, show or show their their one card saying that i'm a trader and then they can take the other one that they've been giving and give it to somebody else i'd have to look at that i don't know if they reveal themselves before the waypoint oh yeah do they because because the it says on there that when you get um when you reveal as a trader you can give your card to somebody else so if you reveal before i don't know if you could do that oh either way either way the trader can have the ability to give away one of their cards unseen to somebody else and then that makes another person suspicious whether or not you don't know whether they have a human card or so the suspicion levels go way up after you've reached the 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 sixth point of the wayfinding uh deck oh and it gets crazy this game so (laughs) 
we're we're running a bit long because I mean this this game has a lot going on. We can sum it up, but, but we're gonna yeah. Let's go a little bit quicker here. So you you have a couple actions on your turn. Uh, then you're gonna pull one of the uh, mythos cards that you're gonna have to yeah. do a, a a skill check for. You just um, keep going around bunch in of that bad order. Things are gonna happen. Yeah. You're gonna go round and round for everybody at the table doing this kind of stuff. Um, the deep ones are going to be trying to get onto the ship and they're going to try to attack you and they're going to try to attack the, uh, the, the people on the deck. What are they called? The passengers. passengers. Um, trying, and they're going to try to destroy parts of the ship. Um, and so let's talk about how this game wins or loses. Yep. You win simple, simple. If you get to the 12th point of wayfinding and then reach... The then you reset the track and you have to time, do it again. Yeah, you win. Yes, if you're Simple. a human. Um, the way you're going to lose is if six of the rooms on board are damaged. Damaged. It's mm-hmm. an instant loss. If all of the deep one standees are out of the reserve. Um, you will lose the game. So if if there's none left to put onto the board, yes, there can be um, still like there could be creatures not on the ship. Yeah, but but as long as there's no more in the reserve, like the supply to put out and onto the board, that's an instant loss. You've been overrun. And the other way you can lose is if one of the four resource, resource dials ends up at zero. Yes. That's another instant loss. Yeah. Um, so those are the three ways to lose, only one way to win. So we'll clarify, those are the three ways to lose if you're a human. Yes. If you are one of the, if you're a hybrid or, or one of the traders, those are your win conditions. Yeah. So it depends on what side of the coin you're on. Yeah. But for the good guys, you just want to get the boat to Boston, period. And then worry yeah. about... <laughs> the repercussions later. Later. I think if you get the boat to Boston, they just slink off the boat and go back into the deep. Is yeah, kind of or what I think. Maybe the military is waiting for you or yeah. something at that end. But <laughs> that's how the game plays. So there's a lot going on and there's a lot of social deduction and there's a lot of lying and cheating and, and messing with each other. Yes. But let's talk about the artwork. Yeah. So the artwork of this game is, to me, Really, really good. Well, the cover of the box just brings you right in. Yeah, the the bu- cover cover of the box makes you just want to buy it. Makes it for me. It's it's like classic and, um, fantasy flight. Yeah, like they they spare no expense on their uh, their uh, artwork. It just it's really nice, highly detailed, and very uh, fitting for the time period and the setting. It just it's gloomy and dark and yeah. there's creatures coming out of the water and Stormy it's very and... old timey titanic style boat yeah. with smokestacks and gloomy and and dim lights and things mm-hmm. just really good and the the board is the same the the cards are the same everything is nicely laid out on the board you know exactly where it goes the ship is divided um with yep. nice thick lines so you know where how, yep. how how you can move and what the spaces are yeah all the character cards all the everything it's just really well done. I thought it was on. kind of funny for all the like the, the numbers and your, on your character cards. I kind of thought um, your name and everything. The font they used was kind of funny. <laughs> it made me think of that '70s show <laughs> when you've got that. But yeah, then, maybe. unlike the you are a hybrid, it's a different font and yeah, looks more yeah. like the font yeah, I would right. kind of expect. So, but, there's a couple cards that 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I the, but that's just there and the captain and there for the keeper. Yeah. Kind of does look like that 70s show. Yeah. <laughs> but it's supposed to look old timey. Yes. Right. So they, they nail it. Fantasy flight, uh, spares no expense. This is the same. I'm going to guess this is the same person that does the artwork for Arkham horror because yeah, it, looks, I would think so. it looks all spot on. So them, yeah. artwork. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Components. Great. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Great There's a components. whole bunch of cool little minis of these deep ones. The dials are built mm-hmm. right into the board. Yes, those are really nice. The top right That's corner, cool. those four dials are built in. You have to you have to construct them. But there's four nice kind of twisty dials. The minis are solid. Yeah, the minis. So there's the minis of the Papa Dagon and Mama Hydra. Hydra. They're some serious heavy. <laughs> hefty heavy minis as far as minis go and it looks like they're popping out of the ocean so you only kind of see their upper tur- yes. part of their torso and the rest is kind of waves crashing and the uh, each character has their own little standee but they're highly detailed yes um, it looks really just like nice your player card artwork um, yeah very nice little standees the first player token is a cool um, uh, ship steering wheel yeah. what's it called you know the big <laughs> thing with the knobs on it <laughs> Either way, the classic, steering wheel. classic like pirate ship steering wheel kind of thing <laughs> is uh, is the uh, is the first player token. Um, but that's all the components, I think. Standees are great, minis are great, cards are great. The the four dials built into the board, really nice. Um, yeah, yeah, really good. Components so, check. Components and artwork check. Um, does the theme lend well to this game? Obviously, it it does because the theme is more or less what makes this game work the way it does. You feel like you're on a ship. It feels like this ship is desperately cruising towards their destination, trying to fend off these creatures, and it's desperate. And you're and you're sweating the whole time, and you're not trusting each other. And oh, it's just it's the theme comes. Skill checks are tough. Like oh, they're so they're stressful. Yeah, they're good. And you never know if the person across from you is actually telling you the truth and actually trying to help you or not. Oh, it's it's great. The theme is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so, do we recommend this game? And if so, who for? I think it's safe to say we recommend this game. Yeah. It is a little bit long, though. It's um, long. The, the box says two to four hours, and depending on your player count. And we count, did it in about three and a half. For and a there first was a learning game. Yeah. There was a lot of reading, a lot of, oh, let me double check that. Let me, oh, let me yeah. reread that part. You know, it didn't feel like it was that long, and, and it was though. But I think too, we like you guys lucked out because you got four, three, three of the four, three cards. waypoints that yes. were all four. So they hit their twelve. We went in as, their first, like the first yeah. three attempts, and that means we went as fast as possible. As possible, we, we which, moved the ship as fast as possible. So to that get would to slow Boston. the game down a bit if you didn't get those, which because, you um, normally would. Exactly, we always had a choice of taking a four. Yes. sometimes you're not. Sometimes you have a choice of taking. A two, yeah. a two or a two, right? Yeah. A two or a three. So that but could we slow it down. Had a four, so that that yeah, this could go long. But it is pretty smooth. Like it's not, it's not a. You don't really have um, AP in this game. You're not really stuck thinking about things. You read your cards nope. as they come. There, it's pretty light text. Yeah, it, it's so very it's, straightforward. Once, so now that we've played it once, once you know, once we were a couple hours into it, we were really starting to think, yeah, oh, okay, we're getting exactly. the rhythm down, and we're going. But to begin with, the first hour, it's pretty chunky and like. 
Okay, now now what do I do? What, and but then you're reading. also engaged in every turn because oh, yeah. a lot of times those Mythos cards do have the skill checks and you, so every player is involved. Oh, yeah. Um, you're constantly So there's no involved. downtime. No. You're not sitting there fiddling on your phone or, or whatever. Like no. you're, you're engaged the whole time. You're totally engaged. You're trying to figure out who, if you're not one of the traders, mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out who these traders are because it's imperative yeah. on trying to at least dial in on one person. Yes. So, yes, we can say we do recommend this game. Um, who do we recommend it for? That is a tough question. So I would say a bit of an older audience. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't want to be, especially with the content. Yeah. 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 No, cause there's this kind of murder and killing and death and yeah. stuff going on here. And like these magic spells, spells from the things. tome and yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like, it's certainly not uh, for little kids. Um, and it's also not going to be for everybody. Like if you don't like social deduction, if you like having all information available all the time, you know, this yeah. is not for you per se, because you're never going to know if if you get if, stressed if, out thinking yeah, that you you're a traitor out, right? too. Exactly. So if I yeah. if I tell Anne Marie I'm gonna I'm gonna help her on this on this skill check, and I put in a card that screws you over, I wouldn't know it was you, but I would right, imagine but you're you also can... not going to get angry about it. No, but some not people out there would be like, "You told me you're a, you yeah. know you were on the level, and like, yeah, but that's the game. It's the game, right? Yeah. So if you can't if you, you don't like that, know. you can't handle that stuff. This is not for you." If you even remotely like that kind of stuff, this game should be for you. Yeah. It's it's one of the better games I've played this year. And it's neat because, I mean, there's so much stuff we haven't even touched with it being it only our first playthrough. We're just yes. getting, like, dipping our feet into it. So, yeah, no, I, it, yeah, good. I okay. recommend it. I recommend it for anyone that, that thinks any of this sounds interesting, you should try it because it is a it is a heck of a fun time. We had so many, like, stressful hands on the top of your head just, praying that the right amount of cards are yeah. going to get pulled out and then you're rolling a die for certain things and if you get a six or higher you need this but then you roll the five and then people are doing putting on re-roll cards and then other people are trying to cancel those re-roll cards you and, need two extra on your die oh, roll just, and then, then gets, you need two less and it gets so crazy and yeah. so, so stressful and you're so invested in what's going on yeah um and i ended up on our, our play being human and you ended up being a hybrid with Brendan, yes. of all people. Of course he was one. Yes. And then me and Scott and Kurt were humans in the three Which of us. Which was the joke the one. whole time that he was going to be the hybrid and yeah. he was. So it was funny. But even for a while, me, yeah. me, Kurt and Scott weren't even fully trusting each other, right? Yeah. Until we nailed Brendan. Then we were trying to figure out who the other one was. Yeah. And, you know, we had our suspicions, but it took a while to yeah. to figure this out. Oh, but the game's great. Yeah. The game is great. Um, that's unfathomable. From unfathomable. Without it's fathom. Fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's without fathom. Um <laughs> yes, it's a great game. Fantasy Flight. Love it. Can't wait to play it again, honestly. Yeah. We've got it set up on the table in front of us here and I I just kinda want to play, play it, it again. <laughs> so But that being said, we're right out of time here. Yes. We're we we, we got it in there though. We I was did. surprised that this, there was a lot to cover here and yes. we, we made it work. But yeah, we gotta get running. So you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, on YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. You can contact us if you'd like us to review a game or send us some feedback, themeepledungeon at gmail.com. Or if there's a game that um, you haven't played and you want to figure out if you maybe are interested in it, yeah. um, send us the game. And we, you know, we have got a big, fairly decent library and we've got friends who have, yeah. um, you know, games we don't have. So if they've got it or we've got it, you we can, can check us out on our BGG yeah. page. It's got our whole collection listed there. The Meeple Dungeon on BGG. Just yeah. look that up. You can look at our whole collection. 
if you want us to talk about anything in there, let us know. We'd we be happy to do so. Um, but yeah, no, we're going to get running. Um, again, this is Rob. And Anna Marie. And we've had a blast. We will see you next week. Cheers. Have a good week, guys. Bye-bye.